Assalamu alaikum, this is your host Noshin and welcome to the third episode of Journey to Jannah. Before we even start, I just want to say that this is a device coming from a born Muslim. I am not a scholar and everything I am going to be saying is from personal experience and research from credible sources. Our topic today is how to become a better Muslim and I feel like all of us, if you're here listening, you're trying to become a better Muslim. You're actively trying to change yourself, but how do you actually do it? Starting off, I just want to differentiate the differences between being a good Muslim and trying to be a good Muslim. None of us can say for sure that we are a good Muslim. The only one that can be the judge of that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what we can say is that we are trying to be a better Muslim, which wouldn't that be a better truth than the other? We constantly sin, but the most important part is that we come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask for his forgiveness. This journey of becoming a better Muslim is hard. Not only does it require self and spiritual discipline, but it also requires a lot of time, effort, and commitment. This is a lifelong journey of bettering yourself. Becoming a better Muslim not only means praying more, reciting the Quran more, and just doing more ibadah, but it also means that you become a better person. Your heart becomes softer, your perspective becomes more open and accepting of other viewpoints and of other people, and you also become nicer and more gentle. Everything will change about you. I promise as you go through this lifelong journey, you will physically see the change in yourself. I am not the person I was two years ago when I started this journey, and I know I'm not going to be the same person I am now in two years. The point is to always improve yourself, to always become better, and to always take a few steps forward. And when you do take a step or two backwards, which is inevitable, the most important thing is to come back to Allah and ask for his forgiveness. Allah is the all-forgiving for a reason. So, of course, the topic is to become a better Muslim, but to start, we need to answer the question, what does that actually mean? To answer this question, I can drone on and on about all the different acts you may need to perform. But in simple terms, it is to be as close to how the Prophet was as humanly possible. And I say this because when you compare success in anything, you're not supposed to compare it to the people around you, you're not supposed to compare it to what you see as the highest, because that would decrease the capacity that you were able to reach. This is why you would compare it to the highest place that you can be. For us as Muslims, the capacity would be the Prophet, peace be upon him. Our Prophet is the best Muslim that has ever roamed the earth. So to be a good Muslim is to try to be our best to be like him. I would highly recommend watching different videos on how he lived his daily life, how he acted towards others, including strangers, family, friends, just to get to know him as a person and try to attain what he was. Now that I've gone over what being a good Muslim means, we can actually go on to how we can try to attain it. To make this more tangible for all of us, I've broken this up into a few different parts, and I've ordered these parts by importance. One, improving your worship and ibadah. Two, improving your Islamic knowledge. And three, improving yourself. Take all of this information in, but don't feel the need to add it all into your life right now, all at the same time, if you know that's going to cause a burnout. Now, I think it would be helpful to get a notebook and a pen or pencil out just to jot down some notes while listening to this. I will also be giving book recommendations that will help with each part. Disclaimer, none of them are going to be sponsored. They're just my honest recommendations. And if you're not able to buy any of these books, just send me a DM on Instagram with the book that you would like and I'll send a link to download it on your iPhone for free. My user on Instagram is Royal T-H-E-D-E-S-I-R-O-Y-A-L. Okay, so now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, we can actually start. So step one is to improve your worship. And for this, I'm going to start off by fulfilling the five pillars of Islam. I say this because these things are the basis of being Muslim. Start with your shahada, which is the most important. It's our proclamation of faith. Say it aloud with me right now. There is no God worthy of worship except Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. Reclaim your faith through this proclamation and say it from your heart, from your soul and believing in every word that is coming out of your mouth. That is the true beginning of your journey. 
you can do everything else that i'm going to be telling you to do but if you don't truly believe in these words then everything that i'm going to be telling you to do is for nothing why because everything you do is going to seem meaningless i mean why try your hardest to become a great muslim when the only benefit that will come out of it is going to be pleasing your lord following this path isn't going to be giving you any worldly benefit your shahada needs to become some sort of oath if you will in which you hold yourself to being a muslim Especially in the present day, um, in the western world, it's so hard and when things get tough, some of you are going to keep on going through the hurt and the pain that you feel, but some of you will falter. Why? Because you don't believe, or at least you don't believe enough. Not perfecting this part will cause low iman later on, which none of us want. It can be really hard to get out of from personal experience. It's just i hate it so much make sure to really emphasize this part realize the greatness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everything is under his control i remember the first time that i got my hijab pulled off i was either 12 or 13 and i bring this up because it relates back to my point i never thought of myself as a good muslim back then and nor do i do right now if we're being honest but looking back i know i had at least this first part down even if at that young age i wasn't able to understand or decipher anything i was feeling i know now that the believing in my shahada to my very core was the only thing that had kept me going after that first experience and all the others that would come after it how do i know this because the thought of taking it off after it happened never even crossed my mind once and i know that it happened because i look physically muslim we are a hated group of people and we face so many hardships because of it and i mean i cried to this day, even just the thought of the events that have taken place in my past is enough to make tears well up in my eyes. It still hurts. The pain is well and alive, and the wound these past experiences have made on me feel new, almost as if it happened yesterday. And yet, the thought of taking off my hijab because of these verbal and sometimes physical assaults just never has crossed my mind. If anything, it only strengthened my resolve. And that is the first of many lessons I would like to teach all of you. Persevere. And I say for you to persevere not for yourself, but for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Endure for the sake of Allah. Do everything you will do for the sake of Allah. That is the point that I would like to make here. Your faith in Allah, your belief in Him is something that is supposed to help you. It's supposed to build you up to a point where everything you do, you do for the sake of Allah. And when you get to that point internally, I promise you, Wallahi, nothing and no one can stop you from doing anything externally except for the lord almighty now i would give tips here but belief is not something that you can acquire through a step-by-step -step guide as allah says in the quran it is not the eyes that are blinded but the hearts all i can say is to look into islam look at the scientific miracles look at the universe and really question could all of this really be here if it weren't for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i do have a book recommendation here it's called divine reality by Hamza Zortzis and basically it just offers a very rational and logical argument for the existence of Allah. After you perfect your shahada, perfect the rest of the five pillars. Pray five times a day and this is genuinely so important as it is the only order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has ever raised the debate of not being Muslim if you don't do it. When you don't wear hijab, when you don't lower your gaze from haram, when you don't give zakat, you will get the sins for these acts. But at the end of the day, you are still going to be Muslim. However, if you don't pray, almost unanimously it is considered that you are only Muslim by name. When you start to pray five times a day, life gets so much easier. And I know so many of us look at Salat as a burden. It's something that you have to do, a chore if you will. Try changing that perspective and look at it as something to look forward to. The creator of all the realms, the one who created you, has set aside time to talk to you. So go to him willingly and talk to Allah as you would talk to any other person that you would love. Have khushu in prayer. Perfect it. One book that I really recommend here, 
um, is developing khushu in prayer by Muhammad Saleh Al-Munajjid. It just gives so many different tips on perfecting your prayer. Fasting Ramadan, as I hope all of you are doing right now. And if you're not, then inshallah, it is for a reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would approve of. Give zakat. And if you're not able to or don't work, have the intention that when the time comes, you will. Have the pure intention that one day you will perform hajj. Next, I would like to move on to the Qur'an. What better way is there to connect with something than at its source? The Qur'an is Allah's words. This is a gift that Allah has given us. And I mean, personally, I can't even begin to fathom how amazing of a gift it is. Allah has given us a tangible item. We can literally read what our Lord has said. Allah addresses us. He tells us that he loves us. He lays down the rules and he perfectly explains the world to us. This is why I say to connect with the Quran. There isn't really a specific way to do this since we are all different and like to consume information in different ways. So do whatever you think is best for you. However, for every single Muslim out there, I would 100% say to recite the Qur'an in Arabic. Even if you don't know what it means, recite it and improve your tajweed. It creates a sense of kinship, if that makes any sense. And the hasanat you'll get for reciting it in Arabic is so much higher than reciting it in any other language. After you do this, read it in English or any other language that you understand better. Watch the seers, maybe even have deep and meaningful conversations about the meaning with a friend. Sending together is always so much more fun than doing it alone. Sadly, I know that some people don't even touch the Qur'an outside of the month of Ramadan. Which, of course, reciting the Qur'an during Ramadan is great, but what is the point of it if you neglect it for the rest of the year? After Ramadan comes to an end, make a habit to recite from it at least once a day. Allocate a time you know you can recite, and I'm thankful that growing up my mom instilled this habit into me, and at times it got sort of annoying, but what she would do is after Maghrib prayer, she would have me and my sister sit down on our prayer mats and recite Qur'an. And now I just honestly find it so peaceful. Having that time that is designated simply for you to recite Qur'an is something to look forward to and can sort of be like a grounding point for the days when you really don't feel it. Once you have these two down, your five pillars and connecting with the Qur'an or are at least improving upon them and are making some sort of positive change, go on to performing sunnah acts. Fast on Mondays and Thursdays and the wet days of every month. Pray tahajjud, doha, and other sunnah prayers. There are so many other sunnahs out there that not only pertain to acts of worship, but also on how to treat others. So I would definitely recommend looking into different sunnahs that you can incorporate into your daily life. Now we can go on to improving Islamic knowledge, which I put the second because applying Islamic knowledge is so much more important than the knowledge itself. We can have all the Islamic knowledge in the world, but what good would that do to us if we don't actually apply that into our daily life, into our character? We have to be educated Muslims, or at least in my opinion. Study the sirah at least once every year, and when I say yearly, I would highly recommend following the Islamic calendar instead of the Gregorian calendar. Study the Quran, and what I mean by this, since we're starting off small here, Pick one surah and you are going to be studying that surah for the rest of the year. And by studying, I mean memorizing, watching tafsirs, trying to memorize every Arabic word in the surah and its translation in English or another language that you may know better. Simply focus on that one surah for the next year. Indulge yourself. And then after that, let's just say you pick a larger surah for next year and then the year after that, you pick two surahs to study. When we talk about studying surahs, I feel like a lot of us take memorizing a surah and studying its meaning and put them into two totally different categories, but in actuality, they are one and the same. You cannot do one and not the other. They go hand in hand. To understand a surah, you need to do both. What I think is a very nice routine to follow here is to memorize one new dua every month. For the first few days of that month, memorize the dua and really understand the meaning. Then, for the remainder of the month, try your best to apply that dua into your daily life. Let's just say that the dua is for after you finish eating. So, after every time you finish eating, you are going to recite the dua and this helps it become a habit. 
Other Islamic knowledge that I think is very beneficial for us Muslims is studying Islamic history, how Islam spread to different regions, different important figures, Islamic empires, the battles that happened during the time of the Prophet such as the battles of Uhud and Badr, also just studying the lives of the Sahaba, the companions of our Prophet and stories of the Salaf, just seeing how they lived and devoted their lives to Allah and Islam is so motivational and truly helps put that drive in you to try your best to become a better Muslim. Some books I would recommend for improving your Islamic knowledge is first of all the Sirah as I went over, of course the Quran. For du'as, I would highly recommend Fortress of the Muslims. It's a tiny pocket-sized book. You can put it in your purse when you're going anywhere and it's so easy to just pull out. For Islamic history, I would recommend the book Lost Islamic History, Reclaiming Muslim Civilizations from the Past. Next, we can move on to step number three, which is improving yourself. And if you have been doing these past two steps that I've been talking about, then you should already see a difference in yourself without even actually trying. The first thing that I'm going to go over is improving your day. I'm a high believer that improving your day is going to improve yourself as a person. Wake up early, go to bed early, and I know this may sound slightly cliche, but wallahi, it helps. After you pray Fajr, don't go back to sleep, and then after you come home from a very long day, take a shower, do whatever you need to do, and then pray Isha and go to bed. Start your day by talking to Allah and end it with talking to Allah. I promise you, this small act will help so much. Most of us, when we stay up late, it's going to be to binge watch a show maybe you're facetiming a friend or texting someone and i promise you right now it's not worth it you can talk to them throughout the day there's absolutely no need to be talking to someone and in turn lose valuable sleep when you do that and you go to sleep late you know what you're doing you're setting yourself up for failure already you're going to wake up for fudger the next day and then you're going to be tired for the rest of the day and sometimes sleeping late causes us to actually miss fudger getting ready for a successful day actually starts the day before so what i would do is put your phone down at least 30 minutes before going to bed let go of all of your stresses let go of any grudges that you may have been holding on to forgive anyone who has done you any wrong and then just let yourself feel the good. Let go of any negative emotions that will work against you. Putting yourself in the right headspace is so important because if you're feeling really bad, if you're not having a good day, that is in turn going to affect how you act to other people. Plan what you're going to do ahead of time and plan these things around your prayer. Knowing what you need to get done on any specific day is so important and it really helps us feel a sense of grounding because it's not just I have nothing to do so I'll just stay in bed all day. It's I have some things to do so I'll get out of bed, get ready and have a nice productive day. And please remember being productive doesn't mean that you have to feel every single second of every single day doing something. Let yourself relax but also have a nice balance of being productive so that you don't go too far either way. Now let's move on to improving your character. I'm going to go over a few big things because I can genuinely go on forever about this topic. It's just such a broad area to cover. But before that, I'm going to give a few book recommendations that will go over everything else that you need to know. Again, if you can't get a physical copy, send me a DM on Instagram. My at is the Desi Royal. T-H-E-D-E-S-I-R-O-Y-A-L. I'll try to respond as soon as possible. So the first book that I recommend, and this is a staple for me, it's called The Ideal Muslimah. And um, there's another version for men. It's called The Ideal Muslim. I will literally testify by this book. It's so good. I absolutely love it. There are so many wonderful tips on how to improve your character, your relationship with Allah, and just overall how to become a better Muslim. It's one of those books that you will find yourself going back to even after you're done reading it, just for clarification on different things and to brush up on different knowledge. I would also recommend Patience and Gratitude by Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, Don't Be Sad by Dr. Aid al-Qarni, and Al-Adab al-Mufrad by Imam Bukhari. All of these books are so beneficial to you. Um, If I 
said any of those wrong, don't make fun of me. So the first of the few big things that I want to go over is improving how you dress. Hijab is both for men and women. It refers to the parts of the body that you would need to cover and acting in a way that is with haya. Men, cover from your knees to your navel, but of course, go further. We always want to go above and beyond. Never wear tight clothing. Baggy clothing is literally trending right now, so you have absolutely no excuse. In the future, try going out wearing thobes or other, you know, more modest clothing. Same for my girls, wear proper hijab. I promise you, the day you wear it, you will never look back. Cover all your hair, your neck, only show your face and your hands, wear loose clothing. Again, baggy clothing is literally trending right now, so no excuses there. Summer is also coming up, so try wearing cute dresses. Also, another important thing in the future, try wearing abayas and jilbabs out in public and maybe even try the niqab. As I said before, this journey is all about improvement. Do what you know you can do right now and day by day, little by little, improve. You may not see yourself wearing thobes or jilbabs out in public every single day, but who knows? Maybe through this journey of constantly trying to improve yourself, you'll start wearing it full time, inshallah. I know it can be hard, but it's worth it. Every single stare and criticization it is worth knowing that your creator is happy. Next, let's go over how to treat others. Treat others nicely, treat them with respect, don't gossip behind others' backs, just be a good, respectable person. A very important thing when it comes to this is dropping people who are negative influences. Even if you may not think they'll have any negative influence on you, it will influence how you think. A few thought patterns will change and then that will be the start. We constantly hear of people messing up because they just got caught up in the wrong crowd so avoid this and find people who are truly pure in their heart and will help you improve just having the presence of them around you will make you want to change yourself and become better now if you have been actively doing everything i've mentioned in the past two sections you should have already seen a change in yourself just getting closer to the deen does that to you but here we focus more actively on these parts the Prophet was a man of high character, so much so that throughout his yath, he was known as Al-Amin to the tribes of Mecca, which means the trusted one. He was kind to all, even his enemies. He spoke gently and didn't raise his voice. I could go on and on, but you get the gist. He was a man of such high character, and we should all hold ourselves to that standard as well. We should all try to be like that to the best of our ability. There are plenty of videos on YouTube on how the Prophet, peace be upon him, acted towards others. Go out and be part of a good cause. Volunteer at different places just to help out. These deeds will be sort of like secret deeds between you and Allah. Seeing people of different social statuses and seeing people that are less fortunate really helps you become more thankful of the situation that you are in yourself. And not only that, but it also helps you be more giving to others, whether it's in charity, for example, money-wise, or if it's just, you know, giving out a simple smile to someone. That will have to be the end of all of my tips. Um, I know this isn't a lot, but this is all that I can give you. Of course, the books that I have given are very beneficial. I could make this a one hour long thing if you guys would like me to and just go more in depth, please let me know. I hope this helped you all in one way or another and I pray that you apply it all to your own life. We all have our own journeys, but the most important thing is to stay consistent in whatever it is that you do. So, stay consistent and slowly improve. Don't burden yourself with everything at the same time if you know that you won't be able to handle it. As I said, this journey is not something that is going to stop after a few months or even a few years. It's lifelong. I've been trying to improve for years now and alhamdulillah there is improvement but I still have a long way to go. My point here is to not beat yourself up when you don't get something. Throughout this journey, you will find yourself. You will realize things out about the world and other people. Your perspective on life will change. And obviously, I could simply tell you these findings. I could hand them to you. But what good would that do to you? When you find things out through deep thinking by yourself or through your connection with Allah, only then will you be able to truly understand the depth of the thought. 
These tiny discoveries will change how you see the world, and I promise you, slowly but surely, you will become closer to becoming a better Muslim than you were yesterday.